0: we all get along? Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One? Last week. Trust, it is Ben Glebe here coming to you live recorded once more for the 201st episode of Last Week on Earth. It is approaching Christmas of 2017 and uh, the world going more bananas every second. It's more, but ban- it's the, the, every each day is slightly more number of bananas than the day before. And speaking of bananas. Woman finds head-sized avocado. Pamela Wang of the Wang family, I'm assuming, of Hawaii spotted a massive five-pound avocado during a recent walk in Kalea because all Hawaiian names are far too long and they've got to stop it. They've got to stop it. She's waiting to hear back from Guinness Book of World Records to find out if the fruit will take the record as the world's largest. It's going to be spoiled by then. It's going to be all brown on in the inside at that point. You realize that. And it's honestly not fair to say head-sized avocado. I saw a photo of the avocado. I saw a photo of the woman's head. This avocado is far larger than her head. It's a head and neck-sized avocado. I want to be straight with you. I'm going to be 100% straight with you on this. It was an impressive avocado. I mean, avocados are really stepping up the, the size of their nature. I mean, Cato game strong. That's all I can say about that. You know, I would like to also address just more generally the passage of time, which is not related to avocados, but they've been here a while. Blew my mind. I wrote 2017 down on my podcast notes. And I saw 2017. It just popped back in my head. My goodness, I graduated college in 2000. And I can't believe it's been 17 years, I can't fathom it. I don't believe it, I think I'm lying to myself. I mean, it doesn't make sense that almost two decades have passed since I was a college student. I still feel very collegiate, I still feel youthful. I have a lot of sprightliness and zest in myself. And both sprightliness and zest are not words young people use, I'm subsequently aware. And I'm not even sure that sprightliness is a word. It might not even be a word. I auditioned for the revival of Roseanne, one of my favorite TV shows growing up. Today, It'd be cool to get the part. I probably won't get it because I audition for acting roles all the time, and I rarely get them. I seem to book a lot more than unscripted and hosting. So don't hold your breath for me because you will die from breath deprivation. Air. Needs to be in them lungs at least every couple minutes. Otherwise, you will have a, a air problem. And then like a also surviving problem, which we have here in L.A. now. It's the whole town's on fire. I live in Los Angeles. I live in the San Fernando Valley where the fires are like slowly surrounding. Um, it's pretty intense. Luckily, the fires are nowhere near my house. Thank God. Nowhere near my parents' house. My brother had to drive. They're close to Santa Barbara as well. We're halfway between L.A. and Santa Barbara. Some of them, or many of them, were engulfed with several fires because one's not enough. You really want a bunch of fires around you if you're going to go fire style. You want to, like, go big or go home, as they say, unless you can't go home because you're evacuated on account of said fires. But my brother had to drive from the airport from Santa Barbara to L.A.X. during the fires and drove through them. He literally texted me, said, I'm listening to Wu-Tang and driving through volcanoes. Which was a great text, but frightening sight, probably. And all of a sudden, the 405 freeway on both sides of it were ablaze. One side, I guess, but ablaze, the whole mountainside, was ablaze uh, late last night, early this morning, like an insane inferno. I was going to say like Dante's Inferno, but I don't really... Never saw a movie of Dante's Inferno, so I don't know what the visuals would look like. But it was insanely, like truly, like volcano flows of every size and shape filling the entire mountainside. Then I had to go to that Roseanne audition today, and the directions I was kind of excited took me through <clears throat> the 405, right through what was supposed to be a blaze mountains, and luckily for the city, and I'm glad it's my city, isn't getting. Some of the fires are being contained. They really stepped up and put that one out quickly. And so I just drove through smoldering hillsides instead of driving through crazy and Inferno vibe, Dante or not. But it was still smoldering and smoking. But it's strange, it was like right near the Getty Museum and right near all these rich homes in Bel Air, and I know some have been ruined, but seem to have put it out pretty quickly near the fancy museum. And less of it's put out as fast in less ritzy areas. You draw your own conclusions with that if your pen and paper are not burned straight to the ground. Um but we gotta shift off of this. Let's just obviously, thoughts and prayers to everybody in Los Angeles, my hometown, and then where I currently am um for these fires to put be be put out the uh, uh my girlfriend and I were woken up in bed the other morning seven a m from the smell of smoke. I thought my house was on fire, and it was not, which is good news uh the worst I've had to deal with is just it smells like smoke there's a little bit of smoke in the house, it's smoky, it smells terrible, the air quality's horrendous. And I have a swimming pool, which is an incredibly fortunate thing, but it has now turned into a muddy pond. It's a muddy pond. It's really gross. Um, but I'm lucky that that's the only problem I have. There's ash falling everywhere, Everything covered in ash. But people's houses are being burned down and lives messed up. So um, let's just hope that our brave firefighters can take this thing down put an end to it ASAP. ASAP Rocky. We're going to have to shift to a much more positive story, and this one, I think, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you will agree it's quite positive. Positivo. In the best story ever, scientists urge banning of glitter. Oh, fuzz, yizzle, dizzle, snapple, dapple, that's correct. Mirror.co.uk reports excitedly. I've been saying I hate glitter from day one. I've been saying I can't can't be healthy. Get these little mini metal particles stuck on you, stuck in you. You accidentally swallow them. They get embedded in your life. Can't get rid of them. Apparently, I was right. Let me quote the article. From baubles and crackers and wrapping paper. What are baubles? I don't know what the fuck that is. I know what bobble heads are. Is it the same thing but smaller? I don't know. But I'll continue. From baubles and crackers and wrapping paper, people have been using glitter to add a bit of sparkle to Christmas for decades. Yeah, we know. But marine conservationists are urging anyone who cares about the environment to show some restraint this festive season. Please go on. According to scientists at Massey University in New Zealand, glitter is a potential ecological hazard, particularly in the oceans where it is consumed by marine animals, often with fatal consequences. Oh, you like killing animals, glitter enjoying folks? Good luck. Good luck murdering animals just so you can brighten up your packaging. That you throw away moments later. It's so stupid. Dr. Trisha Farrelly, an environmental anthropologist at Mass University, told The Independent that, quote, within a quote, all glitter should be banned because it's a microplastic. Close quote. I don't even know what microplastics are, y'all. Brain trust, I don't know. But does it sound good? No. Plastic's already bad and kind of so artificial and gross. A microplastic? I mean, you keep it to yourself. Most glitter, it says, is made of aluminum and a plastic called PET, which spells pet. Ironically, because it kills pets if they swallow it. Which can break down to release chemicals that disrupt, disrupt hormones in the bodies of animals. Oh, and get this, humans. As whale. As whale. Not whale, W-H-A-L-E, but as whale. W-E-L-L. W-E-Double Hockey Sticks. That's hard to say. W-E-Double Hockey Sticks is how you spell whale. Like a little baby Jessica fell down. She survived. Don't worry. You can make references if somebody survives. Chemicals have been linked with the onset of cancers and neurological diseases, according to Dr. Fairley, who is one half of the Fairley brothers, I'm assuming is not the fact. It's not correct for me to say. Um, but a quote in this article I found very interesting. Quote from random person. I take it back. It's not from random person. It's from Dr. Fairley. Still a great quote coming at you right now. I'm sick and tired of consumers being held responsible for trying to avoid this stuff. I mean, it's literally impossible to. Producers need to be responsible. They need to use safer, non-toxic, durable alternatives. Yeah, I'm sick of these greedy company-making people putting stuff that can kill us in our products. Make just wholesome, good, larger products that aren't micro or deadly. How does that agreement sound? And as if the world weren't crazy enough with all of that. Kim Kardashian, our old favorite, who I've grown to love over the years. But she had to stir it up again, didn't she? Little darling, stir it up. Kimmy K. Posted a photo on her Instagram. Apparently there's a wax museum exhibit of Kanye's famous. And all the naked celebrities, including Donald Trump, Trump, lowercase t, Chris Brown, Kanye West, and you better believe it, Taylor Swift, nude, lying in bed, or laying, depending which way you like to speak. I say both sometimes like I just did, which you noticed with your ears. Did you know your no- your ears could notice things? Did you nose that? I really take back that last part because it was aggressively dumb. But she posted a photo of it, and you can see the naked Taylor Swift statue in the background and my god, the Swifties, the 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 Swift Boat Veterans for Truth are very upset at Kim for doing that. They're posting snakes all over her Instagram and I mean Kanye started the whole thing by saying, I made that bitch famous, and he didn't run that line by her. He pretended to run that the full line, just ran the first half of the line, and we all know that. He just said I feel like me and Taylor may still have sex. Yeah, Taylor saw that as a compliment. She probably wants to bang it down with Kanye. Who knows? I'm guessing on that. But didn't read her the back half of the line. Released the videos. They ran a her. The the real insulting part is, I made that bitch famous. That's insulting. Because she was very famous before he was a dick and stole her award. Or her speech, or her mic, or the fuck he did. You get the point. So there's a lot of duplicitousness there. But, on a larger note, I don't give a fuck. So there's that as well. That's a conundrum I often find myself in. Torn between the worlds of I don't give a fuck and interest. And on that precipice, I precariously stand. Mm-hmm. That's all the Pauline you're going to get this episode. Okay? That's all the PD you're going to get this EP. I think you guys are aware of that and you're fine with it. You like PD, but she can come in doses. Robots are strippers now? Is that true? Fuck. At Namaste Woke posted a video with a great a caption said, them robots coming for everybody job? I mean, it's missing some words in a sentence, but I get this the way people like to speak these days. It's a video. Of a robot. We saw one recently doing flips, flipping off of a table, landing on its feet. That's not scary enough. This robot is a stripper. You heard me. A damn stripper. On a pole, wearing heels, grinding up its stripper booty towards that pole, working it. I saw this video. It was disturbing, arousing. Did I say that out loud? Disturbing, I meant to say. As arousing as you could find a robot. I'll just put it like that, okay? As 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 it's the top level of arousing that robots could get, which is not super top, but it's not a zero on the list, okay? Was it a seven out of 10 of attractiveness this robot looked working that pole? No. Was it a five? Probably not. Obviously not. Probably not. Was there a number attributed to it? I have no comment on that. Why are you asking me? Why are you asking me so many questions? You didn't ask me questions? Okay, moving on. Um, as you may have heard in the news, and I'm going to avoid talking at length this week because I got a big thing next week I'll tell you about in a minute, but about Trump and his bananasness. Bananasness is for those of you who, are, who didn't understand what I said. Uh, he just, as I'm sure you've heard, proclaimed that Jerusalem is the official recognized capital of Israel, which is very contentious because it's been Tel Aviv for a very long time. But Israel recognizes Jerusalem as its own capital, and it's a free, autonomous nation, a sovereign nation, and it should be, in my opinion, allowed to call its capital whatever it wants, and the world community should respect that, like every country is respected and and of what they want their capital to be. And I don't see why it should be any different. Israel's been persecuted and attacked for a very long time. Now, I understand it's a very complex issue. I understand also Israel's not perfect in the human rights department. Generally, I believe that they only respond to egregious attacks, but they've been known to respond too harshly, too strongly. And so the reason I'm not diving into all the points of this deeply today is simply because I... I have a very special episode for you next week of this fine podcast. I call it "Find myself because it's beautiful in every single way. Words can't get me down. You are beautiful today. Um, I went to Israel recently and I recorded a special episode with very interesting interviews Um we have this unbelievable storyteller, amazing, brilliant man named Michael Bauer, Mikhail Bauer, to pronounce it correctly, an Israeli parlance, uh, who I did a brief about, I think, 7 or 10 or 12 minute interview on our tour bus, just he and I in the front privately talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But then I did some crazy shit as well. I traveled to the Palestinian Occupied Territories. The Palestinian territories, they're not actually occupied anymore because Israel gave them back, but they are um, definitely not as free as they could be, and they're resigned and locked into these small, pretty crappy areas. I went to Ramallah and Bethlehem. I visited Yasser Arafat's grave, the former Palestinian leader. I saw the birthplace of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem at the Church of the Nativity. It was amazing. We had a really amazing Palestinian, Palestinian Arab tour guide. I did the same with him. I did about a 12 to 15 minute interview with him discussing the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So get the two complete opposing sides and you'll hear directly from the horse's mouth what each side believes. With our Palestinian guide, I recorded it from the lobby of the walled off hotel. Banksy's Hotel that he built as a museum slash functioning hotel right on the separation wall between the Palestinian and Israeli territories. When I drove in there, I had to drive through a sign that says, Your life's now at risk. If you're an Israeli citizen, be careful. And I'm half Israeli. But I did that risk for our view. I'll explain this again next week. But I also did two more recordings that I may include in it. I'm not positive yet. But one is with an Israeli shopkeeper. And his son, who also worked at his shop, with their perspective. And then one with my very intelligent and well-spoken and British-sounding for some reason, even though she's Israeli, uh, cousin Gili. You've had my uncle years ago when I was in Israel talking about the work he did in the Oslo Peace Accords and actually made deals with the Palestinians for the environmental side of it, even though there was no overall agreements for lasting peace. But this one is in-depth, and I get her perspective as well. So I think I'll probably include all four parts, but at least the two I just mentioned at length. And uh, so I'm not going to dive into it more right now other than to say that much of the world, most of the world, seems to have condemned what Trump did by recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Um, Germany even said that Jerusalem status could only be resolved on the basis of a two-state solution. I will say, Germany, you don't get a fucking vote on this one, Okay. Why don't you sort this conversation out, Germany? Thanks to you, it's the only reason Israel exists. Because you tried to, um, your country allowed the, um, murder of a lot of our people. So, uh, just kind of hush up on this one topic, okay? Thank you so But I will play you for right now, for this week, to make it a little lighter before we, right after this, go directly into two polls I conducted. And then the the Twitter answers and the Thunder Round. I keep wanting to call Twitter interest lately, and I don't know why I do that and I, I do apologize. I apologize very strongly but when Trump announced this he apparently had his dentures come loose or some shit with extreme dry mouth and it's worse to see the video so I'll play the audio because it's not as bad you will hear now the end of the last 35 seconds or so of Trump's speech announcing this move and uh especially how he says United States at the very end of this 35 seconds uh Dude losing his damn mind. Shit falling apart. Here we go. Let us rethink old assumptions and open our hearts. Old assumptions? What do you saying? And minds. Minds? Open our oh, open our minds. Possible and possibilities. And finally, I ask the leaders of the region, political and religious. Political and That wasn't even a word. That was just a jumbly, jumble sound right there. Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim, to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. Thank you. God bless you. Here comes. God bless Israel. Here it comes. God bless the Palestinians. Here comes. And God bless the United States. Thank you very much. The United States? The United States? Rewind that shit on your podcast, app. God bless the United States fuck does that mean i would like to throw into the mix here one positive story shout out before i move on um same-sex marriage has been legalized in australia woohoo oh my god yes! uh australian news reported this obviously as did american news and news around the world it is now legal it took them a while but it's legal now in australia after long debate to be married And, of course, it's known as down under there, the opposite seasons, opposite weather, oftentimes. And so, sadly, gay marriage is now illegal again here in America. We're going to have to redo that now, because we always flip-flop facts with Australia. And clearly, that's not true. I polled my followers on Twitter, asked if smartphones had never been invented. Would you prefer it? You could still have a cell phone and texting, but no internet, apps... Social media on your phone. 51% of you said yes. 49% of you said no. I was surprised it was split so exactly down the middle. But I guess maybe not surprised because I am split down the middle on that same same issue. I thought of it because I was a little frustrated with my phone. I'm too addicted to it. But then I tweeted that out on my phone. So I'm a field of contradictions. I asked a more pertinent poll to my followers on the at Ben Gleam Twitter account. I said... And this, I'll admit to you, was a waffle-based would-you-rather, hashtag poll? I said, would you rather eat tasty waffles or show up, but waffles gone? 85% you said you'd rather eat the waffles, but a whopping 15% said you'd rather show up for waffles and the waffles gone. And I find that perplexing. Because if you're showing up for waffles... Don't you want to eat those waffles? Otherwise, why'd you show up for them? When you show up for a thing, you usually want that thing to be there. But, you know, who, who, who am I to judge? I'm just the maker of the poll. I'm just the maker of poles. Maker of who? I'm really dumb. You guys know that already, don't you? Don't you? Without further ado. It's time for Twitter answers. Like, you it, you it, you it, you As you all know, I sometimes, we're, when we check in with the Glebe Squad, the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Be Glebers and All of Us, the Glebe Nation, the Glebe Mob, the Friends with Benefits, the. Is that it? I do a lot of them. I feel like that's all. The Glebe Nation? The Glebe Club? I always forget Glebe Club. I want to start throwing that one in there, to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you quickly my stand-up dates before we log into this week's Twitter answers. Or begin it rather than log in. That's what you say about it. Log- starting a computer. And I, we're not computers yet, are we? We're getting close. Robot Strippers hot as fuck, though. I'll tell you that much. Hot as fuck. H-A-F. Half. I'll take half. Bottom half or top half. I don't give a shit. January 11th through January 14th, I'll be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. January 17th through 21, Harvey's Hotel and Casino in Lake Tahoe in Nevada. January 24th through 27th, I'll be at Zany's in Chicago. Doing a bunch of back-to-back dates the first quarter of this year. February 9th to February 10th, Fantasy Springs Resort Hotel and Casino in Indio, California near Palm Springs. March 8th through March 11th, the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, Rainier, Minneapolis. March 15th through 18th, the comic strip in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Gonna be cold. Gonna be real cold. Real snowy. March 22 to March 25, the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Gonna be hot there. April 12th through April 14th, Laugh Comedy Club in Boston, Massachusetts, kid. And then June 1st through June 3rd, the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Get your tickets at glebe.com or benglebe.com. It's the same fucking thing. Don't tell nobody. But do tell people about the tickets. Please get big groups. Please spread the word. It'd be fun to sell these shows out. Some of them the tickets won't be on sale yet, the later ones. But the earlier ones, they will. So, you know, get on it. Tickets available right there at my website. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Doing them stories almost every day. Doing fun Instagram stories. You get glimpses into the video version of my life. This is just the audio version. I have a face and a mouth. M-O-U-F. Mouth. I asked the brain trust. What do you want for Christmas and what do you not want? Hashtag Twitter answers. Hashtag brain trust. At color underscore me underscore board replied. I want a sandwich. I don't want to make it. I like that. And I'm right there with you. All sandwiches are one of the easier things to make, so it's a little bit lazy, but still I get it. Our dear friend, the British Bureau of this podcast at UK Brain Trust, replied, I want tickets to see Pearl Jam in Australia in June, and I don't want to not get tickets for Pearl Jam in Australia in June. I've been a good boy all year. Hashtag boat safety meeting, which was a, let's just call it a weed-related secret code that he and I shared when we met up in Amsterdam and went on a boat. So I've pretty much given the whole thing away, but not fully. Anyway, it was to avoid children knowing that we were smoking weed, so we called it a safety meeting. Why did I say I wasn't going to give it away, and then I gave it away? I guess I was taking the sage advice of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, when they said, give it away, give it away, give it away. Now I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Gosh, relax. Why are you sing, give it away so many times and so fast and so sing-songy, Chili Peps. At Pear Bear ninety one replied, "I want money and I don't want anything else. Ooh, straight to the straight to the holiday point there. Hard, cold cash. I want some red bottoms. These are some bloody shoes. I hate that Cardi B song. I hate it so much. Bloody shoes because they're red. It's very dumb. It's very bad songwriting. Some of the rest of the lyrics sound cool. I like her story, but..." These are bloody shoes. It's very stupid. It's top-level stupid. And I'm Carissa Noel, one of the top producers on Idiot Test, says, I want our country back, and I do not want this to be our last week on Earth. True that. I'm just going to second that out the gate and move on. At Lady 41563 Honestly, not sure where her. Yep, that's her handle. That's why. So much numbers. I want Hanukkah presents for Christmas. God damn it, she writes. I feel that I have my first ever Christmas tree in my house, and it's got a Jewish star on top of it, and blue lights throughout it, as well as white lights. So it was a compromise I reached with my girlfriend. I'm excited about having a tree; it's very pretty, but um, you know, Jewish star on top. So relax your horses. If people had angry Christian horses, if not, then you don't have to relax them. You don't have to relax horses you don't have. I'd like to be. I've always been consistent on the record on that. Matthew Corey, our old buddy at Roller Dog NC says, I want a voice recorder so I can start a podcast, and I don't want to wait three months between episodes of Last Week on Earth. Well, agreed. Again, I apologize, but we're weekly again now, so that's wonderful news. Gonna try to make them short. This one will be done literally in about five minutes, so it's gonna be a good short one for you. That's nice. You guys know that. You guys are aware of how nice that is. I'm just trying to, my recorder actually just left it, and it's still recording. Okay, good. Wanted to make sure. Talk about recorders, you don't want jinx shit. But good news for you on the other front, too. If you want to start your own podcast, record on your phone. I'm recording on my phone right now. It's very effective. Try it. If you have an iPhone, use the Voice Memos app. I used to use I Said What, and it just went up non-updated on me. But this works really well. So just do it if you want. But also, you can just listen to this one instead, and please spread the word. Tell a friend about the podcast, because I took a break like a moron, and I want to make sure the numbers get back up. Thanks. Kevin Smith kindly just tweeted for me. That was cool. And, uh, Taylor underscore Enigma said, for Christmas, I want to spend more, spend some fun and peaceful time with family. I don't want any big gifts. What a beautiful message. I feel the same way. My family is just doing Secret Santa style this year for Hanukkah. One gift. Each person receives instead of like 10 gifts, like one from every person. So that's cool. And also, you know, sad and disappointing, but also good and great message. But fuck, it'd be nice to get more gifts. But also I get it. And also I don't get it. Um, hashtag leave squad. I just did an interview um, with Taylor. A school project, college project uh, for a person-to-person class. And so I'm curious to see how that turns out. Very nice conversation we had. Megan Edge, at not Megan Edge, our old friend as well, writes, a high watermark where the wave breaks and we slowly roll back to basic dignified humanity. God, that would be good. And we're not there right now. Also, I lost my watch, so that would be not as good, but I'll take what I can get. I like that you've lowered your expectations to just be both lofty and also realistic in the same tweet. Well done. Very well done. At Mambi GZ, Mambi MGZ, Mambi Mgz, if you want to say it that way, replies, I want to not hear anyone be ungrateful about their gifts. I don't want any gifts that are related to cooking or cleaning. So I don't know if you were trying to be oxymoronic in that tweet or contradictory, but you don't want anybody to be ungrateful and then said you didn't want a certain kind of gift. Well, I do get it, your mom and... A mom zombie, I guess is what you're trying to say. A mumbi? And you don't want gifts that make you have to work more? But you just said you don't want to be angry from their gifts, so I'm saying And our last Twitter answers here before a very quick two story thunder round. The hell was that noise? That noise freaked me out. Uh at Steffi Baby Steffi YX Suicide said who I met, by the way, very nice person. Met in San Francisco. Idiot test on DVD would be a dream come true. L-M-A-O. Why are you laughing your ass off? Why, why wouldn't that be great? And I definitely don't want any more PJs. F that. Agreed. I don't wear PJs. I don't own them. I think I own a pair of PJ pants somewhere. I never put them on. It's ridiculous. I don't think you need to sleep with softer clothing. Just go to sleep already, which I'm about to do soon. But I will tell you um, some not ideal news, but it's not final news yet. So I could use the brain trust support um idiot test is a little bit in peril i feel like uh we've been for the time being taken out of our primetime time slot we're pretty much off the air right now in gsn as family feud is airing for six hours a day in prime time from five until 11 p.m and then cash cab i think we're on late night like one thirty in the morning still but we're hoping for a season five pickup and the network's kind of you know maybe changing their strategy a little bit um I don't know exactly what the plan is. And look, I totally respect whatever they choose to do. They've given us a great run, given me amazing opportunities. And if they want to shift their programming and focus more on classic game shows, that's wonderful, more power to them. But I would love to do another season. I know a lot of you would like that as well. I know we got hundreds of thousands of fans out there. So if you like the show, please tweet at GSN and at Idiot Test Show, I-D-I-O-T-E-S-T, show. But mostly just at GSN and say, please bring... Back Idiot Test, we want more new episodes. Say, put it back on the air. Say, we'd like more episodes. Only if you truly do want that. I'm not trying to skew any realities, but just, if you love the show and you'd like to see it not go away, at GSN, let them know that you want more Idiot Test episodes coming at you, and then we'll do it. And it's as simple as that, just to say things and you do the, those things. And we've discussed it already in great length. So, without further ado, It's time for Thunder Round. How did a lobster end up with a Pepsi tattoo? At UK Brain Trust reports to us. Which he captioned his tweet with the very funny, the choice of a new crustacean. Love that. He's a very good writer, Chris Carter. Good joke writer. A lobster had been found with a Pepsi logo tattooed on its claw. The crustacean was discovered off the coast of New Brunswick in Canada earlier this month, prompting concerns about the extent of plastic pollution in the world's oceans. But, I don't know if that's what it is. What if, I'm just hypothesizing here, what if this lobster just loved Pepsi and wanted to show it? How are you going to show it as lobster? You can't talk. You're not going to say, "I love Pepsi. <clears throat> ah, it's refreshing." I'm not a polar bear guy. I'm a I'm a choice of a new generation guy. You get a tattoo. It's your only option. Other than getting your mouth stuck in the plastic six pack and, and holders, it's your only option. So I think it could have been a, a very dedicated Pepsi-loving lobster and let him do his thing. Don't they sometimes put like you'll tenderized meat in Coca-Cola? Why not tenderize lobster in his favorite beverage? Pepsi Cola. I see nothing wrong with it. The lobster was trapped by Carissa Lindstrand. She was loading into a crate to have its brand brandy when she saw the marking. She immediately recognized the familiar logo and here the lead of the story is very buried because she said she drinks around twelve cans of Pepsi every day. She looks great this person, by the way. Um don't do that. Don't drink 12 cans of Pepsi every day. Don't drink 10 cans of any soda every day. Don't drink five. Don't drink three every day. Honestly, shouldn't drink one can of soda a day. I quit soda about three years ago. I occasionally let a little ginger ale slip into my Jameson gingers. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I'm soda free since 93. If 93 was three years ago and it's not, but, uh, that's quite unhealthy. As unhealthy a choice as Bloomin' Onion Man, our final story for this last week on Earth. At SB Nation's Ryan Nanny, his handle is at Celebrity Hot Tub, said in January he wanted to be the Bloomin' Onion mascot at the Outback Bowl. And asked how many retweets it would take for Outback Steakhouse to make him the Bloomin' Onion mascot. They said 10,000 retweets. Well, he got much more than that. His wish is going to come true. I just have a series of questions regarding this. One, the fuck? Two, the fuck is the Outback Bowl? Three, why the fuck would you want to be an onion mascot? Four, why would you want it so bad you'd start an internet campaign for it? Five, I saw a picture of it, it's ridiculous. He it looks like a blooming onion. I want to dip him in that orangey sauce and eat him because he looks delicious. Sixth, how come he doesn't look as delicious as a stripper robot? That's a good question. Seven, he's a close seventh in attractiveness, though. Eight, what's the United States of America? Is, is Trump turning into Sean Connery? I'm Donald Trump. You ration closely, Ryan. I'm Donald Trump. I has got a lot of questions, I guess, is the point. Eight, how does time go by so fast? Nine, are you glad the podcast is back to weekly? 10? Do you like that it's shorter? 11? The, is it any louder? 12? Yes, it will be one louder than wouldn't it? And 13? A baker's dozen. We should really get shortchanged because it was just 12. There's only 12 things really I said there. That means I'm out. Until last week, next week. And it's so good being back with y'all, by the way. I really missed this. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth.